Marston Sawyers is a filmmaker, producer, and one half of the Buttery Bros. I was feeling a lot of heartache at the time, but through all that, it really opened my eyes to leaning into the, we always say opportunity and chaos. That was definitely the toughest challenge that I've gone through in life. In 2009, Marston met Heber Cannon, and the two would work together making several documentaries about the fittest athletes on earth. It's tough to risk everything and bet on yourself. It's a lot worse to not do that, and then you just become a shell of yourself years later. Either this works, or I gotta find a new career. And in 2019, they started their YouTube channel, The Buttery Bros. Since then, Sawyers and Cannon have continued to produce films and documentaries that explore the world of fitness and highlight the stories of some of its most inspiring figures. I risked everything and bet 100% on myself and, and, and Heber did the same. We moved back to Utah from living in California. Heber lived with his parents for a little while just because it was unsure times. Sawyers is a talented filmmaker and storyteller who is passionate about using his craft to inspire and motivate others. Who's had a significant impact in your life throughout this process? There's been a ton. I mean, it's probably too many to name. Probably the most well-known is... Before we begin today's episode, I would really appreciate a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on. This helps to get the message out there to men and therefore encourage and inspire them to level up their life. So without further ado, this is the Modern Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Gavin Meenan. Thank you for tuning in. Marston. Incredible work you've done so far. I have no massive amount of admiration for what you've achieved. And when someone like yourself has been incredibly successful in your field, I'm very curious about the man and the success, about your story and your journey, and what's brought to the, brought you to this point today. And my first question is, where did this all start for you? How did you get into all this? Well, uh, I mean, it, it kind of started with an interest from an early age of just wanting to be creative and figure out a way to make videos. Uh, in the early days of trying to do that, it was a lot harder because the technology wasn't really there and you were doing stuff on tapes and trying to figure out ways to make editing. And that was just something that I always was like drawn to was being, you know, goofing off with friends and, and making videos. Like I, I did all my football team videos in college and stuff like that. So I kind of like got an early introduction to Final Cut and, you know, the whole Adobe suite a little bit later. But, um, yeah, I went to, I went to school for it just because it was something that I thought would be, uh, fulfilling and something that would interest me in, in a career. I didn't really know what I was going to do with it. Um, I got out of college and was working like three or four different jobs, kind of like juggling different uh, video production opportunities there. And then that was right at the time that CrossFit was kind of starting to become a, a mainstream thing. Uh, I didn't really know what the future would hold with that. I, I, I didn't really think like, how am I going to make videos of people working out all day over and over and over again? I didn't really know what the what the sport was yet. It was super new, super exciting. So. Um, about a year after being out of college, I got this opportunity to move to California and work on the media team down there. And it was super grassroots. There wasn't many people there. It was 
probably like five or six of us trying to just produce these ESPN post-produced shows that were going to come out in the fall after the CrossFit Games. And so I just saw it as an opportunity to get in early, get in and try to like learn a bunch of skills, probably get more opportunities than I would have gotten had I gone the traditional route and worked in Hollywood or done the the normal uh, video production type of thing. And so I was there for, you know, close to 10 years. But over that the course of that 10 years, I really got to learn a lot about fitness and the sport and also worked with really cool people that we've become some of my best friends over the course of the past decade. And yeah, we were able to do four or five documentaries at CrossFit that, that kind of like, like this is one of them over my shoulder right here that I did while I was there, uh, that really kind of put them, the, the sport on the map globally. And it was really cool because people were hungry for the content. And I think that it, it, it kind of made these, these athletes seem like superheroes, which we were exactly, that's exactly what we were trying to do is portray them as these bigger than life characters. And yeah, we did that for like three or four movies. And then almost overnight, it was all shut down and, and CrossFit decided to take a completely different approach and kind of get rid of all their media. And they wanted to like turn it over to outside producers. And it was kind of this uh, rocky road there for quite a while. And it was a lot of chaos to be honest. And, you know, I mean, that was around the time that me and Heber were trying to decide what to do. Like we'd been working together for so long, Heber Cannon, uh, we knew that there was an audience for the type of content that we were making. And we knew that if we did it ourselves, that opportunities would follow. So we left CrossFit in the end of 2018 and started the buttery bros. We didn't really know what we were going to do with that. We just, we knew that if we worked at it every day and kind of stayed, uh, resilient, I guess, to, to start creating this and develop it over time and bring on sponsors and figure out the business side of it. Because I came from just being a creative and, and hustling in that regard. I didn't really have much of a business background. So uh, we leaned on our contacts that we had made over the years to kind of help us with getting up to speed. Uh, Matt O'Keefe being one of them. Uh, that's Matt Fraser's manager. He he basically gave us a a full on business 101, for, like how to how to monetize and how to create a business out of creating content. And so, yeah, 2019 we kind of hit the ground running. It was a uh, kind of a chaotic time because I was also leaving California that had you know I'd been there for 10 years creating something that was really cool and really proud of and then I was like moving home without any of that and kind of being like a little bit of a th this sense of like loss but also a little bit of grief but this new chapter that was a little bit unknown and a little bit scary but I knew that if I invested the time in myself that I had done for that company, that success would follow. So we, uh, we started just traveling around the world, trying to produce content with top level CrossFit athletes. And it was a lot more fulfilling than I'd ever could have imagined. And now it's been almost four years of doing that. And over the course of that time, we've, we've, grown our YouTube channel. We've started multiple businesses. We now have uh, a company called Podium, which is our nutrition supplement company. Uh, another company called Krieger Backpacks, which is 
out of the UK and we work with various brands over the world and it's kind of a dream job that I've kind of fallen into. So, you know, there's, there's things in life that happen and you kind of get, you know, fall off the train or fall off the, the wagon and you kind of dust yourself off and try to figure out a path forward. And I'm so happy that those, uh, I guess challenges presented themselves because it forced me to grow and it forced both me and Heber to kind of lean on each other to create something that we're really proud of. And yeah, we, we just got back from training with Rich Froning over the course of the weekend. Me and uh, Heber did a two versus one against him. So he would do the workout himself and me and Heber would split it up between the two of us, try to beat Rich. And yeah, the, we, we, we didn't beat him very much. We got him on one workout, I think. So that's kind of led us to, you know, doing those type of videos and traveling around the world, trying to produce that type of content, but also, uh, working on expanding our reach, not, not just from being, uh, considered CrossFit content creators, but, but broader storytellers in the fitness community. Mm -hmm. What's been your greatest success so far when you reflect back on all the great work you've done what really stands out is there a moment or an experience there probably the first documentary that we made independent of crossfit just because we kind of had a lot of support from crossfit they gave us a lot of free reign to be able to go out and create that those documentaries while we were there but then you leave that and now you know we have we had all the contacts and we had all the the skills to do it it was just all on us to make it happen. And so in 2019, it was literally like a week before the CrossFit games had started. We were just going to go there with our, you know, YouTube channel and try and create content around that. Uh, but we ended up coming to an agreement with a distribution company, Gravitas, that we'd worked with previously when we were at CrossFit to produce another documentary. And they talk about super last minute, not sure if we're going to be able to pull it off. It was stressful. Um, so we hired like all of our friends that we had, you know, learned to work with over the years to be a part of the project. And they were stoked. They, you know, they wanted to come in and help us. And we were able to do this like ragtag team where we would film all day creating content for that documentary. And then when we were like on the floor, we're interviewing athletes, we're thinking like, okay, how do we have to link this scene to the next scene? And okay, once we have done, have accomplished that, we'll like shelf that. And then we turn the camera around on ourselves to produce a content for our YouTube channel. So it was like wearing very many different hats and just the support from the CrossFit community to, to really help us with that, uh, come to fruition because we did everything that we needed to do to produce it. And then COVID happened and we had this release date that was supposed to be like in the middle of the summer. And now everybody was at home and they knew that we had been working on this project. So we started getting all these requests from people out there in the CrossFit world being like, Hey, we know you guys are working on this CrossFit movie. Can you release it early? Cause nobody's able to like leave. And we want to be able to say, we want to be able to watch this in our homes. And so, although, you know, as tragic as COVID was, it really helped us because now all those people that were individually in their homes wanted to help us and support us and buy the movie. And so. That was probably the biggest achievement that we've, uh, done as a company and as a brand just to, to do that first one. And we've done another one since then called resurgence, but that first one, just because it was a brand new territory, 
brand new business, brand new like living situation, and we somehow pulled it off. And now it's been a few years later, and I'm just like, man, that was a crazy time. I can't believe we pulled that off the way we did. Yeah, I think that was the movie most people needed to see at that time as well to get us yeah. off the couch and <laughs> yeah, and and to work on our fitness. Yeah, it gives a bit of inspiration and motivation. So good timing in that sense as well. And yeah, the so on the flip side of that, all right, does that was your greatest success or your your greatest achievement so far? On the flip side of that, what was the downtime for you? When when did you feel like maybe it was time to give up? Did you have that moment of doubt, hesitancy? Did you yeah. have a period of let's just throw in the towel and try something completely different or new? This is not for me anymore. And how did you manage to get well, through that? Well, yeah, the the toughest time for me personally was like right when we got let go from CrossFit in 2018 was it was just like it was like a complete life shift for me personally. Like I was going through a divorce right when all that happened. And so not only in my personal life, but in my professional life, it felt like everything was kind of collapsing and falling apart. So it was it was a time where I was really leaning on the inner circle that I'm a part of and the people that are close to me to to feel supported. And yeah, it was grim. There was times where it was like I would film and we'd be on camera and I'd be chopping it up, having fun, and then we'd stop filming and I'd come back to reality of like, man, this is this is a a whole different world that I'm stepping into that is uh, very unknown. And it was just I I was feeling a lot of heartache at the time, but through all that, it, it really opened my eyes to leaning into the, we always say opportunity and chaos, um, and, you know, investing in myself and investing in our product and what we knew that we could do. And yeah, I feel like that was definitely the toughest challenge that I've gone through in life. And now that I'm on the other side of it and looking back at that, I'm like, man, it's, it's it's a it's a good thing that I was able to have the community that I have and the people to support me to to get into me through all that because I'm super happy to be where I'm at now and I feel like there's a lot of those type of obstacles that happen in life and you just gotta you gotta kind of figure out how to get to the other side and once you do you're like man this is such a better scenario and such a better setup than I could have ever imagined. What were some of the investments in yourself during that period? Just investing in the believing in myself, like knowing that the, the work that we were doing was valuable, not just because it's, uh, it's uplifting positive content, but I also feel like it's, uh, the CrossFit community is a global family. If you ask me, like I can go into any gym across the world and feel welcomed and feel like I'm a part of something. And so the investment was really just investing in myself rather than trying to build somebody else's vision and somebody else's company. And now that I have, it's, it's very, it's changed who I am. And I feel like I'm a better person for it. Yeah. How do you stay on top of the game on a personal level right now? Cause I understand the incredible demands and the workload that you have. So how do you manage to maintain your calm in this chaos, magnificent chaos as it might be, but yeah. it can be chaotic, I'm sure. Yeah. First, yeah, for sure. I mean, in it, it's a weird world that I live in because it's a very, uh, I, I would say it's a very distractive world because social media is very distractive. Um, and trying to stay focused with 
constantly coming up with new ideas that are going to be engaging for YouTube and for our audience is tough because, you know, we'll work really hard to produce something and sometimes it just doesn't do very well. And you're like sitting there and you're like, okay, we got to look at the analytics. We kind of got to go back to the drawing board and figure out why that didn't do as well as we did, as we thought it would. And then there'll be other videos where you're like, this is just kind of a low lift video and then it does really well. So you're like trying to figure out like, why you know yeah. it's it the social media game is is really tough and it's ever evolving especially youtube like the content that you could make in 2015 that would do really well just isn't the same type of content you can produce today because that platform just constantly is changing and evolving and you got to change and evolve with it and so leaning on other content creators that have had success in the space or you know in in other spaces altogether that are on youtube and trying to learn from them and just take what is working for them and apply it to what we can do. Mm -hmm. And then on a personal level, do you have your own routine and structure? You know, I know you train a lot. So yeah. what does that look like? I would say I have a very non-routine routine because <laughs> I travel almost every week and my day doesn't look the same day to day at all. Like. I, I might be able to work out in the morning some days and in the late afternoon other days. And some days I'm just in the editing room trying to get an edit done. So, you know, I know that there's a lot of people that find success in like their, their daily routine and, you know, having the same thing. I, I get up and I cold plunge or I run or whatever. But for me, I'm, it's like the, the life I've kind of set up for myself has been go with the flow, you know, like for me, I'm such a go with the flow type of guy. And, um, life throws a lot of different curveballs at me all the time. And I'm trying to just make it work and keep it going. I don't, I don't try to get too caught up with my future plans too much because I'm very much trying to like do everything that is happening right now in the moment to be able to eventually get to somewhere down the line where I'm like, wow, that was a really, look how far we've come. You know what I mean? So um, I do work out. Uh, I try to work out every day. I've changed a lot of the way I train because, um, just, you know, getting a little bit older and trying to figure like reevaluate my goals of what my fitness is. I, I do CrossFit, but I also do, I started doing yoga recently because I feel like it, it makes me feel better. Like younger, I leave younger, yoga, yeah. younger. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I, I leave yoga and I feel refreshed and I feel like, I have mental clarity. It's it's really mind, body, and spirit, really. And then, yeah, I like I really like to to sauna, like plunge, send me a sauna and a, and a cold plunge. So I I try to do the contrast between hot and cold a lot, and I feel like that really helps with stress and just kind of grounding. Hmm. And so, if there's anything that is like consistent, it's it's the fitness and the the sauna and the cold plunge and everything else in my life is kind of just. We'll see what tomorrow brings, and yeah. try and get a, try and crush it from day to day. Is that sustainable? I mean, it has been so far. Then the thing that I find that it's sustainable for me is the constant um, challenge of. Well, maybe maybe let me reframe that. I feel like it's sustainable because everything's kind of new all the time. Like I don't feel like I ever get burnt out from doing the same thing. Like I don't wake up and do a nine to five and come home and. I feel like every day is a little bit different. And because of that, I feel like that's what has allowed me to be able to do this for so long because it's, it's kind of like an adventure almost every day. Um, 
yeah, we got a lot of things coming up. Like I'm going to Florida to do the the semifinals there, and then we're going to Australia, and it's it, it's it's sustainable for for the time being. But obviously, I'm not going to be like 60 years old doing YouTube, you know. So uh, I'm enjoying the ride that I'm on right now, and it's it's definitely something that I will continue to do as long as as the audience is willing to watch our content. Mm -hmm. Is is there a a cost to this on a person? Yeah, for yourself. Yeah, I mean. Because I mean, it's a probably a cost to like my personal life because I am gone so much and it's hard to like plan big life events because, you know, my, my girlfriend, her name's Caitlin. She's always like, what do you want to do with, you know, like there's this thing in September and I'm always like, well, I don't really know what my schedule is because it's kind of always up in the air. We're always getting these opportunities that will like land on our desk a week out. And it's like, do you want to go run a, a, a half marathon uphill <laughs> called hell on the hill? And I was just presented this opportunity a couple of weeks ago and I was like, yes, let's go do it. But you know, it, it, the cost is, um, the flexibility that I have to have in life kind of costs, um, in my personal life, being able to make commitments, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you've got a good woman on your side who understands that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely something that has taken a lot of work and a lot of understanding and like, you know, I, I understand what she needs and she kind of understands what I need now a lot better. And we've been working on it for a few years now and yeah, it's going well. Mm. Nice one. So talk to me about buttery boys, but buttery bros, I should say. Why buttery bros? Where did that concept or even where did that supported that um, brand name come up out of? Well, when me and Hebrew worked together at CrossFit, like whenever we'd compose a really nice shot, if it was like, you know, some nice like slow motion shot coming back behind an athlete and they're like raising their hands up and there's a crowd over there and it was something I was stoked on. I'd come over and I'd show them and be like, yo, check out the shot, super buttery, like smooth, like well composed, nice. You know, so it was just a term that we'd always say was buttery. And then when we were getting ready to start our YouTube channel, I was like, I feel like we got to involve this. We got to say buttery something. And yeah, buttery bros was the most natural fit, I think. So it was it was funny because we produced our first YouTube video of Matt Fraser doing acid bath in his garage. And then it came out when we were at Wadapalooza in Miami and we were walking around that event. People knew us from making those documentaries, but I don't think they really knew us on a personal level for being on camera or anything. And that first weekend, people started saying like, Hey, it's a buttery bros. I was like, wow, that seemed to stick yeah, so caught on pretty quick yeah 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 it kind of caught on pretty quick and i feel like you know me, me and heber have been really good friends for a long time and i feel like the buttery bros is just kind of a pretty natural fit sweet has it been anyone obviously you have met so many high performers incredible individuals through the crossfit and outside of crossfit too has there anyone there who's had a significant impact in your life throughout this process or several people perhaps have had a significant impact. Yeah, there's been a ton. I mean, so probably too many to to name. Um, the, probably the most well-known is Matt Fraser, just because what was really cool is like, I was friends with Matt um, all the way through his career of competing and everything. And right around the time that we got let go, he was one of the first people to reach out to me. And he was like, hey man, I not not just because, you know, you lost your job, but I can see that you know, you're probably going through a tough time going through a divorce and everything. And he invited me to come stay with him in Cookville, which was like 
it meant a lot to me because I was like, man, that's really kind of you to reach out and say that and offer that up. I didn't end up going staying with him, but it was like, it was super uh, just thoughtful of him to do that. And I've become really good friends with him over the years and we're business partners in Podium now. And he's super uh, just motivating to see the way he runs his life and his company. You know, he, he really has a, a, a close circle of people around him that have helped him elevate him, himself to be able to be the, the, you know, best and greatest of all time that he is. And I've just kind of a, taken a lot of the things that he does in his life and apply them to my own and tried to, uh, you know, soak up knowledge from those types of people. Matt O'Keefe, his manager is another one that has been super influential just because he was almost like this, uh, the guru of, uh, business for us. And we, we were able to turn just like a, you know, couple of video producers into a full on production company and business through some of Matt's advice. And so, yeah, there's, there's that. And then other people, um, uh, just people that I've like come to become friends with that are just through the travels. Another one is Matt Bickle. He's, uh, this just such a unique guy. And, and he, he, I met him originally at CrossFit. He was doing a workout with Sam Dancer out behind one of the CrossFit offices. And they were both out there doing like some gnarly assault bike workout in Speedos. And I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go down there. I feel like there's some content down there. And I got to meet him just like briefly and then uh, reconnect again when we went to the Hawaiian trail run. And just, he's such a just laid back, cool, uh, loving, caring, good energy that was the perfect type of friendship that I needed in life at that particular time. And we've since, you know, we've, we've gone to Burning Man together and gotten to some pretty wild experiences. And uh, yeah, so he's, he's another one. Another one is, uh, Andrew Hoff who, uh, or not Andrew, uh, Aaron Hoff, Hoffy down in, uh, Kauai. He runs the ultimate Hawaiian trail run. Super cool to see just like he was, uh, a former, like, I guess you would just say drug addict that eventually cleaned himself up through this organization, uh, the Kiala foundation that he started for the underprivileged youth on Kauai that really needed somebody to give them an outlook for doing either fitness or just getting out of the environment of, uh, I mean, they're pretty isolated on Kauai. So getting out of the environment of drugs and alcohol and putting their energy into a lot more positive type of things like fitness. And so he's been just a, a huge inspiration to see how he's helped people and, and yeah, the, the list goes on and on. I, I mean, I could go on forever because there's just so many people, but those are just some of the people off the top of my head. The perks of being in the job that you're at. Yeah, you're yeah. so many inspirational individuals. Yeah, so there are good people that have come into your life uh, and you need to make space for those good people that came into your life. So to make space, you need to let go of people or individuals or things in your life. And what have been some of those things you've had to let go of in order to move forward towards this place you are today? Um, yeah, I mean, probably the, the hardest one to let go of was my, my relationship with my ex-wife now, because that was just something that I didn't see coming. And it's something that was like, really kind of shook me. Um, I did content and media with her for a really long time. And so it was part of my identity as well. So when I had to like let go of that, it was kind of like losing a little part of myself, I think, that I just needed to like mm -hmm. maybe uh, 
reassess who I was and figure out what I wanted and kind of separate from that, that relationship. That was really hard. It was also really hard just to like move to California, fresh out of college, create something that I was really proud of. And then 10 years later, basically start all over. Um, and that's probably, I mean, I, I always kind of have this like fear in the back of my head that I'm going to have to start over again somehow because it was kind of had, you know, it was, felt like I had a lot of momentum and then it was just kind of like the floor was like fell out from underneath me and I was, I had to like start all over, which I, I know I can do that now, you know, like if that happens again, which I hope it doesn't, I've hopefully got all the life skills from doing it and knowing that like, Hey, you can lean on yourself. You can lean on the people around you in the community and, uh, it's it'll it's a lot better way to get through it rather than doing it alone, you know. So you had to let go of a certain identity there. Yeah, for sure. And what that, what that looked like? I mean, the identity of uh, I mean, I was, you know, an employee or a CrossFitter, uh, content creator, and I guess the the new identity was like now I'm on camera, which traditionally I wasn't on camera, and that was like such a big shift for me. It was very natural for Heber. Like you put a camera on Heber and it's like, he's comfortable. But it, in the beginning for me, it was kind of like, this is not a hundred percent natural for me because it was just, I was always the guy behind the camera asking the questions, producing, and then making those people look like superstars. And now, uh, turning the camera around on myself, it was a little bit vulnerable, you know, like you're showing some of the highest parts of your life and the lowest parts of your life and you're revealing it all to the internet for them to judge you know so it's kind of a uh, it's a definitely a, a getting comfortable with your vulnerability and i've really loved learning how to do that and i've done i've done several like men's groups and retreats now that have helped me get better in tune with my masculinity and being able to figure out how to uh open up to people and just share uh you know, the, the deepest, uh, parts of myself. Yeah. The dark stuff. Yeah. The dark stuff. Yeah. It's almost as if you had to transition from being in the spotlight, you know, being in front of the camera to then going into the shadows and yeah, in a strange way. And that also, that also was happening in your personal life to a certain extent. Yeah. Where, you know, the shadows began to, to loom. Yeah. And I mean, with the the work that we do i mean it's 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 99% of it is very positive uh feedback that we get but you know you're also going to get haters which with success comes good and bad but um maybe like being open to that feedback even if it is bad to maybe like okay maybe i can shift some things here but then also being secure with yourself to be like yeah they don't know what they're talking about i'm I know I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at and I'm glad to be doing what I'm doing and I'm not going to be able to please everybody, you know? That is a difficult thing, isn't it? To, uh, to begin to grasp when you put yourself out there to that extent, yeah. almost put yourself out there to the world. Not everyone's going to like it. So yeah, that was a difficult process for you. The, the, the criticism or the negative feedback, which again was probably very little to do with the, the content and everything to do with something you trigger other than them as you know so yeah not to take it personally but that yeah not not to take it personally because like you know people are just seeing the little bit of, of my life that I'm actually showing them and they don't know the whole picture and remembering that and also remembering like 
maybe, you know, maybe we're not for everybody and that's okay. You know, like we're literally just trying to create content that sounds fun for us to go produce and stuff that we think that will be well received with our audience, you know, and then we're always trying to grow that audience. And I feel like we have done a really good job of staying away from like the drama and like the negative stuff, because I feel like in the more recent, you know, times there's just been a lot of negativity out there in the CrossFit world in general. Um, just in other content creators that want to highlight the, the negative versus like elevate the good and try to have all the ships rise, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'd much rather, uh, be the positive light that people can, you know, uh, lean on versus, um, going and attacking some like master's athlete for not hitting his full range of motion or something, you know, <laughs> while they sit in their couch and eat their yeah. second, second bag of Cheetos and yeah, go through their Netflix binge. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well done. Um, so tell me about some of these men's retreats you've been on as to bring something of significance that occurred in those journeys for you even you mentioned going to the burning man which yeah is on my bucket list someday dude one of the coolest experiences of and i've already got my ticket for this year so i'm like i once i went and experienced it i was like i'm gonna try to come back to this every year if i can because it's just such a cool it's a cool way to see humanity for like a week really support each other and like show up to just be in this give mentality versus take, you know? Mm. So everybody that goes to Burning Man, it's like very much a, a, a shared experience and everybody wants to like almost blow your mind with the craziness that they can. And you're just walking around the whole time. You're seeing like amazing art and you're seeing like crazy costumes and you're seeing fire and flames and drones and just all this stuff that it just doesn't really occur in the natural world. But you're, you're there and you're like, man, this is how sh- humanity should treat each other. It's like they, they, they could get together and figure it out for a week at a time. And it's, it's pretty beautiful. And, um, I think whoever, you know, can go there and find some sort of positive thing to take out of it. And it's, it's a really cool experience. Um, some of the other experiences though, um, my buddy, Michael Cashew does these, these retreats called soul searching adventures and. He invited me to one that was going to be, it was an all men's retreat in the Grand Canyon. And I'd never been to the Grand Canyon. I didn't really know what was going to go on with this type of uh, men's retreat because I had just hadn't done it before, but I knew that it was going to involve, you know, vulnerability and, you know, kind of experiencing and like learning new things from other men. So I, I felt like at the time I went, it was, it was really impactful because, um, one, you're, you're out in nature. So you're kind of shutting yourself off from the the daily distractions. And I'm, I live in a very distracted world. So I'm always kind of like, I don't know, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought a lot because, you know, I've got messages coming in on social media and I'm on my phone, like way too much. And so it's so nice to be able to like get away from all that for a week with, with these other men that I just barely met. And so we like hike down into the Grand Canyon the whole time we're like journaling and I'm like, I'm not a big journal journaler or anything like that. So it was, it was quite the, uh, experience to be able to like put all my thoughts onto paper 
in nature without distractions. And it felt like for the first time I was like really hearing my internal voice and my internal thought process. And one of the activities that we did, they like marched each person off into a remote location and they just like leave you there for like a day and you're not supposed to talk. You're just supposed to, they give you like a bunch of questions that are like tough questions to answer. And you're sitting there and you're like, one of the things is like, write a poem. And I'm like, when was the last time I wrote a poem? Like grade school? I don't know how to write a poem. And you know, time goes by and you start to find inspiration, you know, because you don't have the distractions coming in all the time. Like if you ask me to write a poem right now, I'm like, I'll, I don't think I'll ever get to writing you a poem. But when you're isolated in nature and you're kind of forced to just listen to your own thoughts, it's like, it's powerful. I think more people need to get isolated a little bit to be able to connect with their own internal self a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, you, yeah. You get really creative in those spaces, which actually complements your business as well. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. You put it down in a like, business trip. Yeah. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I, I need to do that stuff like more than I do, but every time I do, I leave feeling so refreshed and like, like I, I'm more focused with my own self and my own goals and my own life. And, um, yeah, just the, the day-to-day, uh, travel and grind and social media will kind of, uh, you know, eventually for me, it kind of gets me out of, out of tune with myself. And so doing those type of retreats with, uh, other like-minded people that are just trying to help and trying to grow each other is, is really cool. And I'm just stoked that we live in a, in a time where we we're able to be able to afford those types of things for ourselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you've taken from those places that you apply to your everyday life, such as perhaps even moments, moments of isolation on a daily basis or yeah, and journaling, journaling, for example? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I, I really got into saunaing and cold plunging and I feel like that's a good time because I, I have one here at my house. And so it's almost like my, my little form of isolation. So I go into this really hot, uncomfortable box and I'm like pumping in all this heat and trying to like make myself feel uncomfortable, but being almost like tuned into myself to be able to just like breathe, focus on your breath, focus on being in your body. Same thing with yoga. You know, I feel like yoga is a very, uh, it, it forces you to be into your body a lot, you know, and be into your head and, um, it's, it's a cool way to, you know, work on your breath. And I've, I've really, I'm, I'm reading a book. It's called breathe or breath right now. And it's, oh, it's all about James, James Nestor. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it. really cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Like I had no idea how much, um, how much we just struggle as, as humans to breathe correctly. And so breathing is so powerful, you know, and I feel like when you can figure out how to harness that is a really powerful tool. You know, breath work is another one. Um, I really like being able to do those type of guided breath work retreats. I've done a few of those. Um, and I always feel like it's, it's almost like telepathic in a way. Like, I feel like I'm not even in the room sometimes and all I'm doing is breathing, you know, it's super crazy how, yeah. how it's some of these, uh, techniques that you can, you can do these days that are, you know, it doesn't require a whole lot and it's pretty transformative. Mm -hmm. Like everything you need everything you need you already have it you don't need to find yeah. external distractions even to make yourself feel better you have the power to do it yeah for sure i mean and you know like i said it's easy to forget that when you're constantly distracted with tiktok videos and youtube and trying to produce content and, and stuff like that but it's it's almost like to you know 
work on yourself and come at it with a new kind of understanding of what you're, who you are and what you're trying to do that, that those isolation or the breath work and all those things that kind of ground you, I feel like is, is really, uh, that's how I can stay doing this type of stuff is regrounding and, and refining ways to, uh, to, to really just refill my own cup, you know, because, um, you give, you, know, you, away, yeah. you give, you give so much away for sure. And you know, the, the people around me, they've just been huge support system, you know, like my buddy, Tommy Marquez, he does the talking leap fitness. Like he's a guy that I can call up at any moment and just be like, Hey man, I just gotta, I gotta just lay some stuff on you. We just listen, you know, he's a great listener and he's also a great guy to be able to like provide really good feedback and, you know, not everybody has that I'm sure, but you know, if, if you don't have people, there is stuff that you can do for yourself that will, uh, help you heal or help you get more clarity with your own, yeah, maybe process or potential. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You can find these communities as you have yeah. through these retreats and everything else. So if you don't have it in your immediate environment, get into an environment where you can find these. So if there was somebody listening to this, who's perhaps wants to start a business or is stuck in a 95 job but would love to try something on their own. Is there any strategies or principles that you've taken from your own success that you could potentially help them with even a couple of pillars to success from your own experience? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that, that are working jobs that just aren't fulfilling and they probably have this thing or this, this interest that they, you know, either set on the side or put on the back burner and, you know, maybe I shouldn't take that risk. It's too risky. I can't leave my job. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to support myself. And honestly, like, unless I wasn't like forced out of this really comfortable nest that I was in back in 2018 and 19, I don't know if I would have left on my own to do all this stuff, you know? So, I mean, it's tough to, to risk everything and, and bet on yourself, you know, it is, but it's like, it's a lot worse to not do that. And then you know, you just become a shell of yourself years later, you know? So I feel like obviously I got really lucky having a business partner like Heber because he was somebody I could lean on to be like, let's do this together. I don't want to go alone. Um, so I would say, you know, find somebody that you can, uh, journey with and do that, do that together and just bet on yourself, find the niche that you are really passionate about. And that's, really like if, if you, if your passion's there, I feel like the success will follow because n if you're not passionate about what you're doing, it, it's just going to wear you out. That's not maintainable. It's not long-term. It's, it's just something that's going to kind of like, uh, wear you out. And so for me, it was always video production, telling stories, having fun, being, being goofy, being creative, you know? And so when we started doing that type of content, we, didn't really know like what the next episode would be. We didn't know we'd be in six months or in a year or anything, but it's like taking that first leap. If you want to start a podcast, if you want to start a YouTube channel, it's like trying to have it all figured out and, and know exactly what you're doing is, is almost a hindrance in a way you just got to start. And then over time you kind of refine your tools and refine your process to be able to like, uh, to, to make it what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just start. And you can figure it out as you go along, basically. Yeah. Take, take a chance. Take a chance, risk. I mean, like, if you bet on yourself and you're passionate about what you do and, and 
then I, I just, I really think that, um, taking a risk on yourself is a much better risk than, mm -hmm. uh, than, than working and living in somebody else's vision for their own, you know, business or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Not saying that like, not saying that like people don't have jobs that working for other people and, and find passion and everything like that. I'm just saying, um, if you invest in yourself and are passionate, then I think, uh, success will follow. Mm -hmm. Did you receive a lot of pushback when you wanted to go into this type of work? Because not really, yeah, not, not much pushback. I it was literally like either this works or I got to find a new career, you know, like I, I risked everything and bet a hundred percent on myself and, and, and Heber did the same, you know, like we, like we moved back to Utah from living in California. Heber lived with his parents for a little while just because we were, it was unsure times, you know, and with, you know, every day trying to just be better, make better decisions, make better content up myself, work on myself, do those retreats, trying to make myself a better man and better business partner, better communicator, all those things. I'm still like, it's an ever evolving thing, you know, like everybody's trying to like strive to be the best they can. But, um, it w it was really just, I, I didn't have a plan B really. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually pretty good advice, isn't it? Because you're sometimes advised to have a plan B in case, in case plan A doesn't work. It's like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm going to make sure plan A works. Yeah. I'll do everything I can. Yeah. I, I, I felt like video production was always something that I was interested in. And if I was able to tell stories that were fun and engaging and people like could either find inspiration or motivation, then I was doing a good job. You know, I feel like the movies that we produced and continue to produce have done a really good job of that. Not only just showing other people's stories and what makes them tick and what makes them the the people that they are, and I feel like people can like latch onto that and be like, "Wow, that actually resonated with me when X, Y, and Z happened in that film," you know. And mm -hmm. people pick up different things uh, over the course of you know either the the movie or production, and it's cool just to be able to put my own like I, we put our heart and soul into those movies and everything we make, you know, and. I feel like it's really the best part of the whole thing is being able to just be passionate and pour your heart and soul into something that you love. The best part is is the best part sitting back and actually watching the whole movie, something you've created. Well, yeah. <laughs> by the time you like sit back and watch it, you've seen it like so many times. So it's yeah, like yeah. you start to, you start to think like you start to second guess yourself sometimes with <laughs> some of those like like not so much the youtube stuff because that's like a week in week out like you can't overthink that you just got to stay efficient but like the bigger films and stuff you're always like second guess yourself even though you're like yeah this is good this is good right it's good right <laughs> nice oh, man and have you got any big movies like that coming up in the future uh we are we're, we've been working on a film for like the last four years that we haven't even announced yet that's it's going to be a, it's going to be a big one. And it's something that we've been really like passionate about something that is going to be, uh, I think people are going to be stoked when they, when we do announce what that project is, but I, I'm not at liberty to say what it is quite yet. Okay. Um, we will be starting to tease that over the next little bit. Nice one, man. Look forward to that. So yeah. Thank you so much for this conversation. I've yeah, enjoyed it and yeah, an absolute legend and it's been an honor. So where can the good people of this podcast find you, uh, reach out to you or check so, out? So yeah, me, work? 
me personally, you can find me on Instagram. My my first and last name, Marston Sawyers. You can find me on at Buttery Bros on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok and Patreon. Like ba- basically anything that we do is on Buttery Bros now. So um, yeah, we're we're producing weekly YouTube shows and also uh, working with other creators in the content creation space to tell a little bit more in depth. Uh, stories on individual athletes we just released one on nick matthew he was you know crop top nick he kind of came out of nowhere last year and so we were like hey we should we should try and executive produce a little story on him and it turned out really well we did another one with chandler smith so we're we're doing uh we're still doing documentary uh work it's kind of like more executive for us but um yeah we're, we're continuing to con- make content and be proud of it Sweet, man. Well, I'll keep tuning in. Uh, thank you for the inspiration that you bring through yeah. the channels. It's incredible stuff. So until next time, my man. Appreciate right, it. Man. Good talking. Appreciate Likewise. it. Likewise. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Warrior Podcast. If this episode has added value to your life, please share this episode on your social media platforms so that others too can gain the insight, information and inspiration that they need in order to move forward in their lives. For the time being, stay strong and keep fighting the good fight.